we get paid on a monthly or quarterly basis to create content, to run as ads, deliver them customers and sales. If, if we didn't bring in ROI, there's no point in them continuing to hire us because nobody needs a video just for fun. Welcome everyone, my name is Anthony Awadala and our guest today really fascinates me. I'm super excited to have him. This is someone I've been following for a while and I've been impressed with how many brands him and his company work with on a day-to-day basis. Kahan is the founder and lead strategist of Wolf Hand Creative Group, a company that helps brands produce beautiful content and videos and implement results-focused social media strategies. And these guys work with a lot of companies. They are everywhere. One day, Kahan and his crew will be on a yacht filming a lifestyle video for a charter company. And then the next day, they'll be in Temecula producing a commercial for a winery with actors and a beautifully designed set, camera equipment, the whole nine yards. And then the next day, they'll be in a pizza shop. And in some cases, they literally do that all in one day. So let's get into it. I've been following you for a while and noticed you guys do like a lot of awesome work with a lot of different clients. and. I did want to introduce you um, and learn more about you and like what you do and more about your company, Wolfhand. Yeah, for sure, man. Super excited and thanks for the opportunity. I haven't really done too many things like this, so it's kind of cool to break out and try it out. So basically, we are a social media marketing agency that utilizes photo and video to then drive traffic to businesses and make sales and increase ROI. What I noticed about you and your company, Wolfhand, is you guys have like awesome clientele. You guys, you guys work with a lot of different types of companies and you're also very consistent with, with like your projects. Yeah, so I mean, we pretty much will work on everything from you know, rap video, rap music videos, all the way up to corporate you know, engineering client videos. Uh, we have a pretty diverse group, my partner and I, between being able to handle the white collar office stuff um, mm-hmm. to doing you know, the more, I guess, uh, crazier you know, videos and action videos and rap videos and music videos. But then also we have a huge uh, restaurant clientele. We probably worked with I don't know, well over 50 or 60 restaurants in the past year or two. Uh, so we love making videos for restaurants. We love marketing them. Mostly because we started off by working for free for food, you know, so we can exchange food for uh, doing work for them. And then we kind of just, you know, figured out our niche and uh, learned our process and our product. And then we just kept expanding it. So now we, you know, pick up some pretty big clients. We just landed a 65 location pizza franchise to do their social media and their uh, video and photo content, you know, on a consistent basis. And we got some other big stuff on the work. Nice. How did you start this business or how, how did you, what's your story behind that? So I was uh, big into music. I played piano um, and I, you know, was on the dream that I was going to be like an Avicii or one of those guys and yeah. DJ. And so I went to uh, the studio that my buddy owned and uh, him and his uh, cousin, who is my partner now, uh, he was doing music videos. And so we were there in the studio and actually I was living in the studio. He was living in the studio too. We were sleeping there. We were grinding there. We were working with rappers and artists and you know, charging $20, $40 an hour for fucking recording and $200 music videos on his side. And uh, finally we decided like, Hey, what if we basically made like a music video for a business, like a restaurant and then mm-hmm. try to market it. So we did. And so we took, you know, his music video style uh, videography and then, we put that with like my little experience in 
uh, marketing and the corporate world and then I would pick the music or make the music for it and that plays a huge part and then we would run it and sure enough it started getting you know customers in the door and people sharing the videos and uh, you know there's very quantifiable results real quickly so I usually like facilitate the the projects I, I meet with the clients I handled everything from you know onboarding sales to being on set and ma making sure that I bridge the gap between like what the marketing team needs and what the client wants and then what you know we're able to create on the creative side of things because a lot of times there's a disconnect uh, between the two so I, I mostly kind of just fill that void I also pick out uh, the music for probably 95% of all of our projects so I hand select the music choices and then I also fly the drone and then I, I assist with like, you know, anything I need to do on set, whether it's helping him out, you know, clean things up or make sure that things look nice and yeah. talking to the talent or picking out footage that we don't need. So I, I fill a lot of tiny roles to help, you know, the main piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So for like the way I found you actually was um, we had a mutual client, Chronic Tacos, I believe. And like, you know, for a lot of these businesses, from what I see, it seems like it's it's like it's really hard like people who have creative companies who run creative businesses and and have this kind of content production style of business especially with social media being so like popular like it is now um it's hard for them to to you know they kind of consistent with their business right they sometimes there'll be like down slopes sometimes there'll be like high slopes what would you say is like the thing that you guys try to do in your own business where you're able to kind of keep things like always consistent or from what i've been seeing with you is like you're able to work with a lot of different clients like what do you attribute a lot of that success to you know, it's, it's funny because we just had a conversation today about, you know, one of our guys who didn't want to take on a project uh, because it wasn't paying enough for him or like it wasn't worth his time or something, you know. And one thing that we do is we work all the time. We, we fucking grind. Yeah. If we only get paid $200 or $700, whatever it may be, but we're not doing anything else that day, like, let's go do it. You know, obviously, we love the bigger projects and we love the more expensive stuff and you know, yeah. we need the money to, to pay the bills but if we don't have anything booked like we're down to go work so we'll find work uh not selling ourselves short and you know taking any project for any price you know or any budget but you know we'll make sacrifices and realize that keeping the ball rolling and investing our time into relationships and content and you know bettering ourselves has a, a much better value in the long run than it does today maybe we didn't get the two thousand dollars for this one little video we only got a thousand but we're still moving and then we get to you know flex that and we get a, a market that and then we get to build relationships with that client and then the next video is more expensive and then we leverage that video to then or client to then find a higher paying client so mm -hmm. too many people don't want to put in the hours we work you know 80 to 100 hours a week like i know every entrepreneur says yeah we're fucking gone every single day to a different city and we're in the office we're working when we're not in the office, we're on our phones. You know, I spend like six hours a day on screen time on my social media and responding to emails and things like that. So, you know, we sacrifice a lot of our personal life, uh, our finances and things like that so we can keep the ball rolling. And that's the difference between the guys that, you know, are having trouble trying to find projects is because they keep wanting the, the elephants, you know, and mm -hmm. you need to hunt squirrels so you can get the bigger ones. Yeah, and I mean, like for you too, it's like you guys are, you guys are working with a lot of different, like, like a lot of different, it's like variety. It's a lot of different variety. It's a lot of different 
content that you get to create for different industries. Yeah, and so like we we get out of our box all the time. Um, we can we can uh, shoot something you know new in corporate style or a lawyer or a doctor. We can go shoot you know a yacht video. We can go shoot a private jet. We can also go shoot. Uh, some boring insurance testimonial, you know, like we, we do it all. Even the, the stuff that's not fun, we don't say no to it because it's still momentum. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Uh, what's your favorite part about what you do? I love learning about all the different businesses, like being behind the scenes in so many industries, we get to learn like how it works. It's almost like living an episode of how it's made. Yeah. You find out the ins and outs of, how something operates, who their demographic is, what attracts them, uh, what their process is like, what their product is like. And then we get to make a ton of connections mm-hmm. so because of this, you know, we have friends and, you know, business acquaintances and cities all over, you know, uh, all over California. And that's cool. That's a cool thing to do to be able to go out there and make those connections. So I love that part. Actually, before this, I was at a, I was on a set or not a set, but I was meeting with a client who runs a, um, like a flight lesson, or uh, like flying lessons uh, over at the Orange County Airport, uh, John Wayne Airport. Their whole oh, yeah. business, yeah, that's revolved around like um, them teaching people how to fly planes. It's so funny you say that because that's that's so relatable. Like being able to like enter those new worlds and learn all about them and everything about that. And you know, another thing that I think about um, as well, like because you you guys come from the social media side. What model do you think works for businesses to use right now? Like kind of shifting gears and talking about more about people who might be watching this video and um, not really knowing where to start with their content. They have a company, they're kind of on social media, but they're not really, you know, they're kind of just posting pictures on their own. They don't really know how to leverage that. What, what do you guys usually, like when you go and see a, a client, like what do you guys recommend um, they do to succeed in social media. So it's one of those things where it's like, if you are good at it, then continue doing it. And it's and with social media, you can tell very quickly if you understand it, if you're good at it, if you're not. You know, some brands just have it down. Like they built their business off of social media. And so they know how to do it and they're just continually improving. Those kind of guys, like they don't need too much help. They're, they're just going through trials and tribulations and they'll figure out what works and doesn't. But then you have the other side of the businesses who have been doing business for so long or don't understand social media or have never used it before. And then those guys who under, they know they have to use social media, but they're not doing it right. Those are the people that need to reach out to you know, professionals or think about hiring somebody in house to take that over from them. You know, it's a, it, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. If you keep posting crappy photos, probably using dumb filters on them, using captions that don't make sense, not using hashtags correctly you know, posting for no reason, and then they don't get any success or results. And then so by default, they say that social media doesn't work for them. Well, it's not that social media didn't work, it's that you didn't know how to do it. So you gotta consider, you know, bringing somebody on like us or another local company or even someone in house that does it right and then pay them because either you have to pay somebody already or you have to invest your own time, which is money. So either way, you're paying somebody. You're either paying out of your pocket with your time or you're paying a company or you're paying somebody on payroll. So, you know, use that money wisely and get the best you can and start actually getting sales from it. Once you get your first sale from social media, like it's real. You're like, oh shit, this actually works. Now it's quantifiable. Now you keep pumping money in until the money stops coming out. Would you say there's like certain companies or brands that 
like win more on so like are is more social media like they get more out of social media like i know restaurants for instance you you know working with restaurants everybody's on there looking at a picture of food or video of food can really entice somebody to to come in so yeah so i mean it's kind of sucks but like if you don't have a cool concept and you don't have a cool business and like you don't have anything really unique to you then you're not going to really be able to you know capitalize on social media like you know a small donut shop that's a hole in the wall that doesn't have any decorations and only open you know from 4 a.m to 9 a.m yeah like there's nothing unique about them they just you know sell typical they're probably great tasting donuts but there's nothing special about them there's not much you can do on social media. Like you're not going to be able to take pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to create a fad. Uh, same thing with like, you know, a small taco cart, you know, that doesn't have any social media presence, doesn't have anything unique about them versus, you know, a business that's interesting. It's cool. It's fascinating. You know, the business concept is modern. Uh, the people that run it, you know, are, are more hip and in tune with the community. Like those are the companies that succeed better on social media than not. Uh, so you have to, I mean, you have to have something cool to market. Otherwise no one wants to watch you. Yeah. Also, you know, the white collar stuff, uh, it's hard. It's hard to make engineering sexy. You know, it's hard to make insurance interesting. Like nobody wants to really learn about insurance. And the ones that do are usually also in the industry and they're not going to be your client anyway. So if you have to kind of reconsider your whole marketing strategy and also your expectations when you have that kind of business versus like, a lifestyle brand or a cologne or you know, some kind of new product that's cool or a restaurant or a bar or alcohol or something like that. What you're saying is like a not so sexy brand and trying to make it sexy is sometimes the challenge. I try to think too, like sometimes in situations where it might be hard to do that, maybe building a personal brand. Do you have any suggestions on building a personal brand? I'm working on building my personal brand now. It's still kind of surreal to me to be considered, you know, like a social media expert or a video expert or whatever. And, you know, I've been asked a couple of times to do similar things, but it's, it's surreal. Like when people actually send me a message and say, Hey man, like I love what you're doing. Can you teach me this? Or like, Hey, can you help me with this? Like every single day I get no lie, probably three to four of DMS of like somebody asking for some kind of advice. And then a couple others that are just like acknowledging that they see my hustle or they love what I'm doing or I'm doing what they want to do. Um, so what I did was I learned from Donald Miller from the story brand book. And then also from Gary V of course, where it's like, you know, find out what you're really good at and then just start educating people. So, you know, every single picture I post and everything I post on social is usually either to show like, the lifestyle of running this kind of business or it's to educate them on how to run a business or, you know, giving them tips on videos or tips on social media and things like that. Uh, so I think when it comes to building a, a brand, if you have to audit yourself and find out what it is that you're truly good at and what can you capitalize on and then just run with that. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to teach people about like football or like sports and stuff like that, like they're going to know I'm full of shit. I don't understand it. I don't do it. Like I don't watch basketball. I don't watch football. I, I, will, I, I, can't, I don't even know how to market it really because I'm not involved in that. But, you know, ask me how to market a restaurant or ask me how to shoot a commercial in less than two hours and be profitable. Like I know that shit because I do it every single day and I've been doing it every single day. Watching what you like what you're doing and I don't even know you and being able to like just kind of see that on a day to day basis. I think you're doing, you're obviously doing something right. And you know, getting these messages all the time, you're inspiring people. Um, 
Is there a certain way that you go about it? How do you approach that like, uh, on a day-to-day basis when you're thinking about bu- building your personal brand? Yeah, and so I like I try to document more than I try to create with my own personal brand. Um, with everything else, you know, we create more than we document. But I just show like what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. So uh, as far as my aesthetic feed, like I kind of just post selfies of me like doing whatever I'm doing, and I do it in a wolfhand shirt. And it's not because I'm marketing the wolfhand shirt, but like I genuinely wear my wolfhand shirt every single day. <laughs> like, one less thing for me to worry about when I wake up in the morning. I wear black shoes black pants, black shirt, and like I can wear the same shirt for three days, four days, minimal <laughs> laundry, you know, just change out the boxers and the socks. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, for me, my, my niche, I guess, is just posting pictures of me on set doing whatever it is I do. And it's legit, it's legitimately what we're doing at that day. So if I'm not posting for a couple of days, it's most likely because I'm not doing anything. Did you ever hit a point where it was just like a one man show thing and you were kind of doing everything on your own and then you kind of grew into a place where you had a team around you or like, what has that always been like? Uh, no, I've been, I've been, you know, blessed with that. I've had a pretty solid team of, a, of at least three of us from the very beginning. You know, there's me, there's BC and there's Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all fulfilled our roles. You know, Connor is our photographer. Uh, also he would drive us around and still does to all of our shoots and make sure that we're on time and like helps with equipment. Uh, takes behind the scene photos, BC would shoot and edit the videos, and then I would handle the business side of things. So like, without one or the other, we couldn't really succeed. Um, so, you know, we've, we've been grinding together for about three years now. And then obviously we've grown our team. We have 13 people on our team as of today. So we have a lot of people to work with us, but oh, wow. uh, we, we still have the core three that, you know, we're the ones that are on set every single day. We're out there shooting. It's been kind of hard to build out the production side of the company because it's hard to find people that can do, you know, what we do and how we do it. Like that's a little tougher than building out the marketing side of it. It's not only that, it's also like having people who are all in the same like kind of agreement too, right? You, you want everybody, it's like obviously like the skill level and everything, but everybody who understands that it's a like it's not like a short-term gain it's more of a long-term thing that you're trying to build we all kind of push each other um we're all for the most part pretty self-motivated me and bc especially on our side like we always one up each other you know we're always leveling up if i'm not trying to do something bigger and better he's he's trying to do something bigger and better and then we when we start slacking you know we tell each other we're slacking you know Mm -hmm. Uh, actually all three of us even the whole company now it's kind of like a habit like dude, that shit's dumb. That shit looks ugly. Like we're pretty brutal when we look at stuff. Yeah. You're happy. Like, Hey, look at this photo and BC like, man, that shit's garbage. And it's like, damn, like why? Tell me why. And then we don't take criticism to it. It's like, we'll explain. And then he explains. And then it's like, Oh, now I see why. So now we learn and then we make it better. And then that's fun. And then when, when the product gets better, then I'm able to sell it. So when I have a better product then I go to a higher client, then I go to a higher client. We just keep progressing and we keep motivating each other to, do, do better things. And if we start falling off, then we, we, we call each other out. And so building the business was, it was never really hard. I think it's just managing all the projects is hard, but for us to grow, like we grow together. Um, it is tough because we spend a shit ton of time together. You know, we're in cars and hotel rooms and, you know, we're on set, we're in the office with each other, but and we tell each other to fuck off and then we move on. We get our- <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some exciting projects you guys are working on? Yeah, so we're working on a big uh, agent recruitment video for one of the largest insurance guys in 
United States. And so we're like showing the lifestyle of him and going in his private jet and then going and showing him in his like beach house and you know, interviewing his staff and talking about how much money they're making. And it's like, it's kind of cool lifestyle. Uh, we just finished up um, a video with Oxotic Fresno, who's an exotic rental car company. We got a really dope uh, uh, director's cut video coming out with the Lamborghini. It's sick. Um, we got some yacht videos coming out for Mai Tai Yacht Charters. We got a music video for OT Genesis and Compton AB. Uh, that'll be dropping soon. Uh, stuff that's upcoming. Uh, we're working on putting together a huge summer video for this uh, braids person, raised by Alexis. And that's going to be next level. We're going to be probably on a boat or doing yeah. something big. Uh, we got some big restaurant stuff coming up, so we're we're, we're grinding. We also got a lot of boring things that we got to do too. In the meanwhile, but with like a company, let's say like a like a business owner or some marketing director that's going to be watching this or something, um, how do you think video fits in best with like marketing? I mean, I can throw out like a million stats that people say like how much more effective video is. Yeah. And, you know, I can bore you with that shit all day long, but it, it just works. I mean, think about it yourself. Like, what are you going to watch more? Are you going to watch a, a one minute video that's super cool? Or are you going to look at a picture and then read like an entire long ass caption or book about something? Like, mm -hmm. Video just works. It's, yeah. it's plain and simple. If you're not using video, then you're missing out 100%. Putting video, let's say like into like an advertising strategy or putting video um, in terms of like Facebook ads or Google ads. Like, do you, do you see, do you guys do that? Like, what do you guys think about um, putting video into a strategy instead of just making a video and putting it out there? Well, that's our entire business model. So we don't make videos just for the hell of it because it's a dope video. There's a ton of people that can make dope videos, but they don't know what the hell to do with them. So our entire business model starts with understanding why we're making this video, who we're making it for, what call to action do we want to happen after this video? And then how are we going to deliver it? And then, you know, when are we going to deliver it? And then how are we going to quantify it for ROI? Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I make you a dope video and you post it on Instagram one time and you get no results from it, then why are you going to continue to pay me to create videos for you? Exactly. But now if I run this video as a video ad on Facebook and Instagram or pre-roll on YouTube, uh, and then we have a direct call to action that goes to a website that, you know, either or land, a landing page where you sign up now, uh, purchase online, make a reservation or whatever your call to action is. And now you make a sale out of it. Well, it's like, shit, I, as a business owner, it's like, well, if I gave Wolfhand $2,000 and they brought me back, you know, $8,000 in leads or customers, I want to keep pumping that shit out. Yeah. So you continue to utilize us. And that's our entire model. We get paid on a monthly or quarterly basis to create content, to run as ads, deliver them customers and sales. If, if we didn't bring in ROI, there's no point in them continuing to hire us because nobody needs a video just for fun. Well, exactly. Everything you said is like, like you nailed it. And, and, that's, and that's the issue sometimes that it's hard to, from what I see, is, is educate clients on that because I don't know if you see this, but a lot of times there's a lot of hesitation with uh, like, oh, I don't, I don't know about advertising or like putting ad spend, but like the whole obstacle is like no like what are you going to do with this video if we produce it you're just going to throw it out there like there has to be some 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 type of strategy that you implement into it um do you guys face those hurdles like a lot of times or um are you are you pretty do you get some consistency with that 
I mean, like our whole model is we create these videos or photos to then, you know, run through the, the sales funnel, I guess, the digital marketing funnel. Uh, we go through challenges of, you know, some videos would be more successful than, uh, than others. And we've learned as we grow, you know, what works and what doesn't work. There's no silver bullet that says like 100% shot, you're going to make yeah. a video, you're going to, you know, get a return on your investment, you're going to make sales or whatever. But uh, it's a much better chance than whatever you're doing on your uh, printed advertising or some other traditional, you know, marketing methods. So it's, it's a constant learning process, but because of the data and analytics that, you know, Facebook, Google, YouTube, and Instagram provide you, it's really easy to quantify and track what you're doing, what's working, and to stop the bleeding when it's just too much. And then recreate new videos that will maybe alter the course of the marketing campaign. You know, a big thing that I always talk about is you got to sacrifice your creative sometime to just get the shit done because most of these videos are going to be forgotten about three months from now. Mm -hmm. You know, some companies will spend two days on a production and want $30,000 to make this one 30 second commercial or one minute commercial. They run it as an ad and they realize that it's just not hitting their target demographic. Well, you just screwed up. You just lost your entire marketing budget for us for five grand. We can do something in four hours, run it, get a little bit of ROI, realize that we need to make some changes, make some edits to it, reshoot it, and then do it again and then double down now and then actually start getting some ROI and for less than what the traditional production company would charge. Mm. So for a typical company, let's say, I know, that could be, I, can know, I know it can range and be broad, but for like a restaurant, for instance, how often do you think or how much content do you think they should have like on a month to month basis? Maybe let's divide it like with photos and videos. Like. So we found that like between 20 to 25 pieces of posted content on social, like Instagram and Facebook, does, about, that does the trick. Uh, but then also you need to supplement any gaps with stories. You know, stories play a huge part in Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't focus on Facebook stories. We, I mean, we personally just niche down on Instagram with the stories. But, you know, like my personal Instagram stories, I get anywhere from 600 to 1,000 people that would view my stories on a consistent basis. And anywhere from like 50 to 200 people that sometimes will engage with my stories versus when I just post on my page, uh, I maybe get, you know, 100 to 400 likes. So my engagement level is much higher on stories. Uh, so you always want to have something in the feed and then, and, you know, on the stories going. But yeah, like 20 to 25 pieces between uh, photo, video, and story content is what I recommend. Uh, you don't want to overwhelm people with video. Um, photos do perform pretty well for some things. So like maybe having one main video that you run out from like for a month to three months like your main master brand video and then having like five to 10 pieces of short form video that you can supplement with on your stories or on your feed uh, or, you know, that'll last you a month or two. And so you guys kind of manage that whole portfolio for clients. We do it all. Yeah. So on a monthly basis, you know, if we have a retainer with a client, uh, we'll create, you know, 20 to 30 pieces of content for them. We'll create the stories. We'll create the photos. We'll create the video. We'll chop that video up into shorter 15 and 30 segments. Uh, and then we'll also run that main one minute video or 30 second video as an ad for them too. So we mm -hmm. create everything digitally from the graphic design to the photo to the video. And then we post it for them. Uh, we engage with the, the audience. We respond to comments, we respond to DMs. And then we work with the client directly if there's ever like 
a question that we can't answer or if there's a lead or if there's a complaint, then we you know, communicate with the client to have them handle it or tell us how to address it. And that shit takes time. It takes time. It's not easy, man. It's like a, it's like a digital assembly line factory in here. It's not something that you can do with just one person or two people. Like we have, we have, we have four people on our production team and we have uh, what nine people on our social media side. Wow. You know, so you need that entire team to handle. And even then, like we, we're constantly hiring. We need more people. We, we constantly need more people. And we can never not have enough people as we continue to grow on the social side. Where and like, where do you look for like, or what do you look for when you're hiring? Like, uh, it's kind of funny, man. Like we've, we've all fallen into place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever accepted a resume. I don't think anybody's like brought me a traditional resume. It's just like, you know, you, you like people's attitude and uh, you like their vibe and it's all about like, what what kind of work are you going to put in? And I can tell pretty quickly, are you going to be someone that wants to work and learn? Uh, or are you just, you know, going to be lazy and, it's not rocket science what we do, you know, social media, like nine-year-olds are using it, you know, but it's just being willing to put your ego aside and to do what the business requires and to work in a team environment and to learn and to constantly better yourself. Like that's what we want. We want the, we want the will more than we need the skill. And so that's what we look for. Most of our team is pretty young. They're all very motivated. Uh, You know, we we would much rather do this on a day-to-day basis than, fucking go work, you know, as a bar back somewhere or like go work at some shitty, you know, stocking shelf job or like be stuck in an office, you know, doing cold calls all day and so maybe we don't make as much money right now as like if I was to go join some big corporate company and be a marketing director there. But this is what we do for a living and we get a we we get a flex it and we get a love it. Is there a way that you stick to some type of routine or do you have any type of routine that you try to stick to? Like my, my routine, it may not be that I wake up at 6.30 every single morning or I may not wake up at a certain time or leave at a certain time, but it's like we put in 100% of what we got all the freaking time. So, you know, if I need to sleep one morning and I come in at 9.30, no one's judging me because they know I'm going to be here all day long and I'm going to put in 100% when I'm at the office. So I'm constantly working. I'm not dicking around. Uh, and then also on the you know flip side, it's like if we need a day off or like we're at the office and we're not being productive go home. Like we'll tell each other, like, dude, you're not, you're, you're digging around and go home, go rest, you know, come back when you're ready to be productive. So I think like we're consistently just trying to work and find that wave of productivity and then ride it as long as we can. And then when you stop being productive and you're not motivated, then go take a break and, you know, come back. But all of us want to be here. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to do besides go to the gym and like maybe go to a bar and then freaking work. <laughs> Where do you, yeah no it's, i mean oh, dude, we're, we're, we're here sometimes till two o'clock in the morning you know we're here till midnight like we're we're up at 4 a.m you know i was up at four o'clock on easter sunday to drive to san francisco to go shoot an easter parade for six hours and then came back at you know 6 p.m on sunday and then we're back at the office at 9 a.m on monday yeah uh, i slack sometimes you know and my, my guys will yell at me right now and then because <laughs> You know, I, I'll come in an hour or two late, but it's like, we, we make up for when we're here. We're, we're out of Fresno. So we're in downtown Fresno, which is kind of like in the center of California, but uh, we'll travel anywhere. So how do, you, travel. how do you get your brand, how do you get your brand out there for like, let's say somebody who's starting out or somebody who's wanting to get into a business like this, but they don't know how to get their brand out there. I mean, to be getting gigs outside of, you know, different areas where you're traveling and things like that. How do you kind of 
navigate through that all? Yeah, so that's a that's a big challenge. Um, a lot of it is most people just aren't willing to travel, right? Or like spend the time to go all the way to another city. They think so small, or all they think of is their hometown or their city that they're in because it's easier for them. Mm. Uh, for us, we think the opposite. Let's like let's take over San Diego and let's take over San Francisco and then work our way inwards and get everything in between. Mm -hmm. uh, social media has a huge thing to do with it. There's no geographical limitations with social media. You know, I can slide into somebody's DMs from Atlanta and get booked for something and be flown out there if the budget's right, right? So you can get yourself out to any city you want. Uh, if social media isn't your medium or doesn't work for your business, then pick up the phone. I mean, it, and until I got busy enough where I didn't have to do this, I would sit there and make phone calls all day long and I would send emails out. I would look for marketing agencies in different cities and I would contact them like, hey, this is who we are. We're a video production company. We want to work with you. Yeah. Uh, we travel. You know, here's our work. Like, let us know. And they'll have a project for us. And even if we lost money on the freaking project, we would drive our ass all the way to Palm Desert or to San Diego. We would go get the job done. We build a relationship. And then it just starts snowballing. Now you can leverage the fact that, hey, I'm in San Diego. I've worked with this client. Um, then go to their neighbors. So when I'm in San Diego, you know, we do a shoot for F restaurant A, we walk right over to restaurant B and say, hey, we just did a shoot for restaurant A. You guys want to do something next time? Here's my car. And you just keep doing that. Yeah. At the end of the day, going back to what you said, just work. <laughs> just work, man. And like, it, it, there, there's no like, like secret to this. Like, just freaking work. And it's probably the most cliche thing to do. But, you know, if you, depending on how much you put in, it's how much you're going to get out. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like, uh, you know, um, for somebody like something that I was doing too, that I kind of tell people sometimes is, you know, it's not, maybe not everybody likes it, but in the beginning, when I started three years ago, I was, I was doing projects. Like I went and worked at Monarch beach resort, which is like a big resort here in orange County. And I, and I picked up, I picked up the phone. I called them, basically asked them if they needed any video needs and that I would love to work with them. And I ended up doing a job there for free. And a lot of times, sometimes, you know, if you're starting out too, like doing a job for free, it might be frowned upon, whatever, but you're, you're, you also don't really have anything. So you're trying to build a portfolio, but that, that client, you know, that led to thousands of dollars in business later on down the road. Right. So, I mean, do you guys ever like, like, do you recommend something like that for somebody starting out as well? hundred percent. You know, there's a book that I read. It's called the radical power of free or the radical price of free. Right. Yeah. Uh, subsequently it was free for you to download the book on, on, on uh, audible, but uh, it's just talking about like, you know, the price of free and like how so many businesses has built their brand and their business model around free, you know, Amazon is free shipping. Netflix is a free trial. You know, everything has some kind of free side to it. So you got to think about what your cost with your customer acquisition costs is. So let's say you're going to spend going to cost you a thousand dollars in marketing or in time for you to pick up that one $3,000 client. Well, how much is it going to cost you in time to go do a free project for them? or to go do a free service or give them a free, you know, haircut, like whatever your product or service is like, think about that. How much is it going to cost you and how much time will it take you to get that paid client versus what is it going to cost you in time and money to offer that product for free, knowing that there's an opportunity to have continued revenue on the back end. So for us, I mean, we don't have to do free projects anymore because we're so busy with our paid clients, but we built our business on free. How would you describe each year kind of like in a quick, 
summer, not quick summer, but whatever, like a, a kind of summarize each year. How would you? So year one was like figuring our shit out, figuring out what we're doing, developing our product. We weren't really making, we didn't make any money. We were just kind of hustling. Mm-hmm. Year two, we actually had a full blown company. Uh, we were under a different name, a different company name, different brand, different model, but we were still kind of essentially doing the same thing. Towards the end of year two, we failed. We hired too many people. We weren't charging up money. We lost our internal process. So we actually like shut down. We completely shut down our company. I went and got a normal desk job for like three months. Uh, we all kind of went our own ways and we said, fuck it. You know, we give up. We tried. And then, you know, with a little bit of uh, an enlightenment, we restarted again. We rebuilt under Wolfhand. Wolfhand has been here now for about a year and uh, we, we've done it differently. Um, Thankfully, we picked up a lot of clients. We've got a hell of a team. We've learned our product. We've learned our process. We learned from our mistakes from the first, you know, time of what we did, uh, and we just constantly got better. So, you know, this has probably been our our best month of ever we've ever had, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also been our most challenging month in the history of us being in business because we have so many projects, so many clients, uh, so much overhead, you know, so many things to work on. But yeah, you know, it's, it's been a transition. I mean, we literally. I literally went and took a job for $18 an hour because I said, I want stability. You know, I'm going to live that normal life, you know, and I might be able to make 80 K a year at that job uh, mm-hmm. for some reasons. But then after working there for three months, I said, fuck this. You know what you want. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather struggle and do this and work 18 hours a day than have to work somewhere else and clock in and clock out and, you know, take my 30 minute lunch break. <laughs> no way. Now, I was there too. That's how I got into this. I was working at a corporate, uh, a corporate company for three years and literally the same exact thing. It's like, just need creativity. I need to have different, different, every single day. I would like it to be different than, than the day before. So I know what you're saying on that. Um, so where do you guys want to take the company? Like, what's your direction? What, what kind of direction do you guys want to go into? I think it's just continuing to grow, you know, to grow our team. Uh, I think it's super motivating for us to be able to inspire other people to get to offer jobs to more people that want to get into the creative world so that people can quit their nine to fives and they can stop doing what they hate doing and like get paid for what they love to do. Um, you know, we'd love to be your Google of video production and marketing, you know, like that's awesome. Yeah. I guess for us, it's just continue to grow, um, constantly improve our product and, you know, uh, and simplify our process and uh, keep, you know, creating a group of amazing people that want to do this for a living. And yeah, um, that's I th- it. I think like, like it, you know, did you guys, cause it's, it's different when you start out with three people versus like when you start off as one person, because under, like having a business or having some type of structure to your business where you're like hiring people and, 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 maybe putting them on contract or like a 1099 or putting them on, um, salaries. Like how do you guys face challenges with, with that when you first started in the beginning, like just kind of the administrational things, you know, and and legal things. Yeah. And it's still a challenge now. I mean, like, you know, we officially have people on payroll and for a long time, you know, we didn't have them on payroll. We were, you know, hiring contractors and we're doing a lot of the work ourselves. So we were using, uh, companies like Fiverr and Upwork, you know, to get yeah, certain yeah. things done. So uh, as a one man show, I think it's, it's definitely doable, especially with today's technology that you can hire you know, creative contractors out to do your jobs. 
I mean, if we needed a drone pilot and before I knew how to fly, we would hire out a drone pilot. He would come over there. We'd pay him 150 bucks for the hour. He would give us the footage. He'd be on his way. You know, like it was that we give him a 1099. Uh, you're basically a general contractor. Yeah. General contractors don't go and build a house themselves. They hire out a whole team. Of people. So someone to say that they don't have a team and that's the reason why they're not able to grow is complete bullshit. In fact, I think it'd be like, if I could redo it all, you know, and if, had all the knowledge that now we would just say well, let's just be a one or two man show and then contract everybody out across the world and not have any payroll or bills but you know that's not the culture we want to build we want to we like having a team here that's yeah, like having a team around you or you're all in the same kind of mission you're all in the, wearing the same shirt like that i think that's awesome that's that's really badass what you guys are doing and you know i like that you wear your shirt all the time because you know, it's in my head. Like, it's like, Oh, like I see that when you see that all the time, it's top of mind. So I think it's really cool what you guys are doing with that. Um, and then Thanks. what, what, uh, do you have like a certain book that, um, that you, cause you talked about that, that one book, do you have another books, any books that you recommend, um, kind of relative to this field that really changed the way you think or the way that you approach business? So there's, there's two books that really, uh, hit hard with me. The first was Gary Vee's Crush It uh, and Crushing It. You know, I think everyone has read Crush It. If you haven't read Crush It, you definitely should. I think that's more like motivational to get you off your ass. Uh, I, I used to listen to Gary Vee all the time. And then I listened to one of his uh, videos where he's like, dude, at some point you got to stop fucking watching my videos and you got to go do it. <laughs> and, I can do it. Yeah. and so I was like, shut down so i shut my laptop down and you know i started working and since then i don't i don't listen to his shit anymore and it's not because it's not relevant but it's like i'm out here living it and i'm trying to do what you taught me to do the next thing that i've listened to this book no exaggeration maybe 50 times and i just keep it on my earphones and i listen to it while i'm driving while i'm at the office whatever it's called story brand by donald miller and it basically tells you how to position yourself in any industry and how to you know, realign what you want to do with what your customer wants. And that's completely shifted how my business model is. Um, one of my mentors is uh, Butler Branding. Uh, he's taught me a lot and he's got this awesome thing called the Butler Box that uh, basically like gave me the tools I needed to like write better proposals and things like that. So he, he has a list of also a lot of books that he's read that I've read too, so I'd go check him out. But, for sure, check out Crush It and check out StoryBrand. Listen to StoryBrand and implement what he's doing and it'll change your career for sure. Well, thank you again and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good, brother. Take care. See ya.